0: Welcome to the Legacy Investment Team Podcast, Episode 5.
1: Constantly thinking about the timeline of, okay, when is this going to be right? When are we going to get that right? You know, we, if we try a hundred times, we might get the one time to get the point. But the thing that sets apart here is that when is a good time to invest? It's, it's now. It's always been now. So if you're thinking about investing in real estate, there's always great time.
0: Hey guys, I'm excited to have Jason Yarusi from Yarusi Holdings joining us today for a little bit of an interview. He is a, a multifamily investing mentor of mine in the Middle Tennessee area, done a lot to kind of help me get started. And I wanted to bring him on to really, one, let you guys get to know him a little bit more and for him to share some additional, additional context about investing in real estate. So Jason, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate
1: it. Hey, Josh, excited to be here, excited to dive in with your listeners.
0: So to get us started, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Want to know who's Jason? Where are you from? Kids, family, all that kind of good stuff.
1: Sure. So uh, we live here in Tennessee now, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I was born and raised in New Jersey, lived in uh, New York City for about a decade. Uh, but now since we've moved here, I um, have a beautiful wife. We have three uh, young kids, uh, four, six, and eight, growing uh, rapidly. And we've been in real estate since 2012-13, uh, but made the transition into large multifamily in 2016. And since that transition, we've acquired um, in the mid-20s of properties a little over two 2000 plus units uh, across a couple markets, mainly here in the Southeast and have acquired about 250 million in real estate assets.
0: Man, you guys have had a busy 10 years, Then three kids, 20 properties, (laughs) 2000 doors.
1: That's a lot in 10 years, man. Keeps us moving, right? But we found a good rhythm. We've found a good flow. Now, of course, balance goes in its own way at times, but, you know, and the seasons push in their own ways at times. But we found that if we continue to keep the reps in the way that we're doing them, it's allowed us to continue to sustain, to grow. And with that, um, of course, growing a team here at URC Holdings has been very helpful for that because it allows us to do more, right, of of the the, the pieces of the puzzle that we should really be focused on.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, congratulations on all that. A four, six and eight year old. I've seen them. They're beautiful kids. seen you guys at Home Depot the other day building mm-hmm. something like a father son project, which looks like a lot of fun. So kudos to you. Thank so you. give us a little bit about uh, digging a little bit on that real estate investing journey. What really got you started in investing in real estate in 2012? And, and tell us a little bit about that story of how Yerusi Holdings has grown to where it is today.
1: Sure. So we grew up, you know, I went, I went to school, have a finance degree. At the end of that, I decided that I wasn't going to use it, right? Decided I wanted to go a different way and do a bunch of different things. And that, that without a clear path, leads you to a lot of things, right? So I went everything from, you know, working in bars, working in restaurants, open and started bars, open and started breweries, working. I was writing financial papers at a time, you know, working as a cater waiter at a time, all these different things, right? And so as we were continuing to grow, and continue to evolve into to who we are, we just continued to do service jobs. And what you find in that, that path is that you have to do, right? If I don't show up for work, there's no income, right? It's as simple as that. So on that fact, that's been the evolution of how a lot of us live in our lives, which for, for many can be a great, great choice, but we, we wanted to find a way to get our time back. In 2012 came, Hurricane Sandy happened. Um, that was a monumental storm happened on the East Coast, affected hundreds of thousands of homes and homeowners. And my dad had a small construction company that lives and moves homes, basically heavy construction work that really gets focused and hyper niche focused on flood zones. Well, so be it. This storm elevates his business from doing about 10 projects a year to to hundreds right? So his business explodes. And my brother, who's working for me at the time, my, um, at the time, girlfriend Peely and myself moved from New York City out to New Jersey to help dad with this family construction business. Um, but the one thing again is now here we are in a service business service and a very unique, a very um, strategized uh, business that it's hard to outsource any of the work. So you are doing right. There's not much that you can fulfill based on the risk level of the projects here. So with that said, we of course got ourselves into all kinds of construction Projects very busy, and we at that point were thinking about having children. So, lo and behold, we said, Well, if we're going to do this, we have to find a way to get our time out because the day was driving us. We didn't have our time, the day was driving us. So, we kept saying, Well, what else is there? and the big thing that kept coming up is real estate, right? This huge word real estate, which can mean 5 trillion different things, but we did what we thought was logical and we started flipping homes and then wholesaling homes and then doing some Airbnb projects. And what we found is that here we are in the service business, still very busy. And now we've just added on all these additional tasks, task after task after task, because we're running trades, we're running all these projects and it now was taking us away from our goal that we wanted to just be able to fulfill our time and choose our day. And here we are driving the opposite way so we came across someone who was investing at a state this is about 2015 2014 right and at that time they were doing that while in new jersey and that was that interesting moment It said huh Wait, you can do that because we had built teams in New York City. We had had grown building bars, opening breweries, right? Things like that. We had grown teams again, but now we had gone so far away from that doing again a very task oriented project. So we start buying projects out of of state, you know, twos and threes, uh, two units and three unit properties. Lo and behold, we put together a team and things start happening with us actually having to do, actually not having to do the work and money starts coming in each month. And now we started to have that light bulb moment. Wow, this is a way that we can get back our time by putting people in the right place to accomplish goals that are their best positions and be able to continue to grow our wealth. However, it wasn't sustainable, right? The economy to scale of having a bunch of two units or three units just all over the country, was just not going to ever, ever be sustainable to our mind. So we kept asking that question, what else is there? And that led us into large multifamily. And so we went down that, we'll say, rabbit hole. That we just got hyper focused, started stopping flipping, stopping wholesaling, got hyper focused on multifamily. How are we going to do this? Align yourself with other people who were doing it successfully. Saw what they were doing, started replicating processes, and we brought our first ninety-four unit, and that was in uh, May of two thousand
0: seventeen. Man, that's an awesome story. I love the, the hyper focus there of saying we have a goal. We need time, freedom, yeah. and so how do we start? not just looking at doing tasks more efficiently, but are we focused in the right area? I I know yesterday I was talking with uh, my kids and, and encouraging them to read rich dad, poor dad. And a lot of that same concept is in there. Like, how do you, how do you get out of that mindset and start looking at things that are assets versus liabilities? And I think time assets, you know, what are time assets versus time liabilities is a great way for, uh, for you to look at it. So that's awesome.
1: It's so much here that, that, you know, we have to make the choice. How do you, how do you choose? You make the choice. Right. So we can tell people all the things to do. Right. And then yeah, you could tell someone for, for years to do something. And then magically they may hear it a different way. Five years later, and be like, you know, I had this great idea. Something we've been laying out to them all the time. Cause at that moment it resonated with them, that this is something they need to do to transform themselves in their lives.
0: Yeah. So a lot of our listeners are just getting started in investing. Or maybe they've been investing for a while, but they have never considered investing in real estate or specifically multifamily real estate. And so if you were talking to a first-time investor, what would be your advice? What should they look for? And what should they avoid? What are the things that they really need to pay attention to? And paint a little bit better picture for them of how how are they getting returns? How, how does that balance out and having multifamily as a part of their investment portfolio?
1: Sure. So, multifamily is a very interesting asset class because it gives you as an investor many different ways to win, right? So, if you're flipping a home, right, you have the time that it takes to to purchase the home, have your cash allocation, right? At that time, there's no income coming back, but you're you know you're paying for your taxes, your utilities, all your cost of contractors, any of your debt, right? And so you're going that evolution with the one goal in mind that you have to sell it at the end for more, right? Than than you've put into it with hopefully getting a good return that meets your return needs. And if you as an investor, if you invest into that, you have to be hopeful that that one project, that one game plan, will be succeed, will succeed, right? When you look at multifamily, you have the ability to, to cash flow, to appreciate, to depreciate, right? You have all these other options that you can win. So you can get cash flow from the project. Basically, the tenants, maybe you'll have you know, 10, maybe you'll have 100, right? They're paying rent. And that rent is paying for the expenses, paying for the mortgage, and anything left after that is your cash flow. Now that cash flow, one, can go to some reserves, but in the same part, two, can be distributed to the investors as cash flow. So that can be their distribution based on their money allocation for which they put into the project. Next, there's the appreciation. Now we can talk is that historically, we see a rise in appreciation across markets, right? Um, However, there's also the way that we can force appreciation, meaning we can do strategic Things to improve the value of the property. So, we may, if a building was built in 2000, maybe it hasn't been touched since 2000, we can go in there and do upgrades just like you would in a flip. But, however, that should get us more rental income because we've done the analysis to say that if we go in there and change the carpets to LVP flooring, change the paint colors, add a trim package, change up the cabinets, that this property will be a more desirable rental product, right? So, that will make the property more value because we're bringing in more income. The other is now the tax advantages and depreciation where you're able to to do cost segregation, where you can basically push forward the depreciation benefits into five and 15 year categories. And there's ways that we can take that as a bonus factor into year one, so it gives the investor an offset to some of their tax exposure on uh, in other formats based on a K-1, right? So there's many other options here that you can win as an investor. Then it gives you the diversification, right? You can, you can invest into these properties and you can invest into multiple markets, you can invest with multiple operators, however, or you can invest into to one large portfolio where it gives you the diversification across that portfolio. So as an investor, it gives you countless ways that you have the opportunity for the project to succeed, and it's not a one-trick pony either. Um, you, you make a profit, or you don't.
0: Yeah. So just hitting those again at a high level, we've got cash flow from the rental uh, rental rents that are coming in. We've got appreciation from the property itself, which, as we know in the Middle Tennessee area, appreciation has been strong in this area okay. for a long time. We've got tax advantages from um, the taxes that you'll be able to take. Uh, tax advantages you'll be able to take as an investor. And then thirdly, when we look at diversification, you're actually investing so- in something that's real, that's tangible, that it's existing, it's real estate. And uh, so as you diversify among properties or even diversifying across doors, you have multiple yep. doors in a property. So it's more than just one tenant in a property. You may have 50 or hundred tenants. And so that's diversification or, around vacancy. Um, And so that's a broad level of diversification that can help you have some confidence in that level of asset.
1: Sure, it can. And ideally, you look at all those parts right there. It gives you more opportunities to investor to potentially benefit from upside because you're not stuck within one lane where the project has one lane to work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, what are some of the wins? I know as, as investors out there, there's a little skeptical like, hey, this might be too good to be true. I don't know some actual wins or haven't heard of that can you share with us a little bit what are the some of the personal wins that you have seen in that journey since 2012 to now that have continued to build that confidence in in one investing your time but also resources in multifamily or just real estate investing in general can you share with us some of those
1: So when you look at real estate, right, you have to look at what are the big institutional players doing, right? And so if you look at this from a big format, like so the the biggest, richest people in the world, right? Nobody on there is a flipper right? Everybody there has some large allocation to some exposure to real estate, but it's usually in some product commercial real estate format. So when you think about it, right? If the richest people in the world are doing this and they're not doing the flipping, which usually gets all the eyes here, well, how come, right? It's because you have the most benefit from the upside potential. So of course, over our 20 something projects, we've exited on about 13 of them. I think it is 13 now. Um, All of them have exceeded our return potential, right? The reason we have exited on them is that we did not hold the entire time. Timeline. So typically when we set these up, we may set out on a five or seven year timeline. And with that, in fact, we've exited anywhere between 12 and 48 months because we have now gotten ahead of our business plan. So we've, we've done better then we had determined that we thought we did based on our underwriting, based on our performance on the property. So the returns that we could seek and get at that time for the investors exceeded our expectations. So we chose to exit. So typically on those um, formats here, we continue to do that format where we set expectation that this could be a five year hold with the anticipation that we're not tied to that timeline. If we find that, that we have exceeded the business plan, we will be market opportunistic to be the best case for investor investor returns. Now, of course, anything can, can sound too good to be true, right? And that's why they can go out there and start to review this, especially if this is the first time them hearing about investing in multifamilycation or syndication, right? Um, it's something that happens all the time, day in and day out. All these apartment buildings that that you see when you're driving around your town here as a listener, they are usually owned by, by either uh, a lot of partners like yourself and myself who have set up a partnership. And have done some format of, of buying the building, whether it's through their personal funds, which doesn't happen a lot, or through raising capital, which is a more, more um direct route of how it's done. So on that fact, we will raise capital from investors. They are not, um, there is not a need for those investors. They're they're called passive investors because there's no requirement for them to go out there and to be active. Their money that they come in with will be for the down payment, closing costs, fees, and the construction work we will be doing. We will be the operators of the project, the managers of the project. We put together the business plan, we put together the idea, we put together the structure of the project, the team that's going to help us uh, put forward this mission here, and we will run the project. And those investors will be able to benefit from the returns that we make on the project through their passive investment.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. For a lot of people, I know when they when they are driving through their towns or something, they see some of these larger properties they may assume, hey, I don't have an opportunity to be involved in that. I don't have millions of dollars laying around to be able to go out there and buy a rental building on my own. And so this may be an opportunity that they haven't even thought about before. They may be investing in an IRA or in a 401k or some of those traditional investment vehicles that people are aware of, but give us a better picture of, I want to, Try to make this approachable that people know, hey, this is something I can take advantage of another way that I can invest in, and that it is attainable for the average person that has some money to invest. So what would you say to someone out there that's thinking about, I I just don't have the capacity to be able to invest in something like that?
1: Uh, get on a call. Uh, there's a lot of people out there. And again, like it has to be right for you, right? So, so on this front, the, the the big thing about doing a syndication or investing in a partnership is that you can invest sometimes with a little $25,000 or a $50,000 minimum. And it doesn't have to be, oh, I need three $3 million to close the property and do all the work. And so it allows you to get benefits, like we talked about the cash flow, the appreciation, depreciation, debt pay down that you can get from these multifamily properties, while at the same time, uh, doing this with exposure that's, within your risk threshold. So you as an investor, I would say, if you're thinking about this or want to learn more, or even if you're not ready today, you you will be ready at some time, get on the phone with Josh, get on the phone with myself, like have a conversation with us so you can learn more because our part here is to educate you on the potential opportunities. And then it's for you to assess the opportunity and see if this is going to be a good fit with your other investment portfolio. And we find a lot of times it is here because what you find with multifamily is it's a fixed asset. It's a fixed asset that has a, a property that you can tie the investment to where with stock exposure, you know, you can be really exposed if you are time sensitive to certain things that are happening in the market that are outside your control, right? Inflation numbers are up yesterday. So the market starts to go crazy, right? So if you look at that craziness in terms of the market here, well, if you needed to exit today, you know, you, you retired and all of a sudden you need that money for something you're going to do and you need to take that money out yesterday, your return is less stable in the stock market. Over time, you know, the exposure says you're good. However, you can be more time sensitive and be more exposed to market dynamics where in fact, real estate shows time and time again, that that it has a fixed asset and it's more sustainable and we'll call it recession proof, but multifamily on its own is, is very recession proof in its own mind.
0: Yeah. And another great thing to call it there. I love that you called out, you can You can get started for a lot less than you might think. It doesn't take millions of dollars to start uh, being involved in some of these multifamily properties. The other thing for investors to know is that you get the opportunity to look at the property and decide if that project is the right project for you. So even if you decide, hey, I want to move into multifamily and it's something that I look at each project is unique and each project offers different advantages, whether that might be cash flow or appreciation or tax advantages. And so based on your situation, that's why we love to talk to you and understand what your goals are specifically. And then as we are finding opportunities out there in this space, we can start to align them to your specific investor goals that help us be able to say, this is a great opportunity for you. It's approachable. It's in the right target area of what you want to invest. And it's the right property that achieves the returns that you're looking for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hit it right in the head right there, right? There's so many reasons that it can benefit you as an investor. So ultimately just thinking, oh, if I put money, I get money back. Well, you may say, well, I don't don't want all this money back quickly, right? Because I need this from, I don't want to be exposed to more. I'm already more uh, exposed to taxes more than I'm willing or wanting to be, right? So on this fact, you can look at multifamily and say, well, how can this benefit us? So a call would set you up to understand your situation better and how this can benefit for you. And now, you know, the response may be, you know, right now, this might not be the best option for you, right? And but that's it. We want people to be excited when they come to projects. And that's why we lay out all the facts. so You can make the best decision within your household, whether or not this is the right fit for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's It's all about what works for you. And is it the right timing for you? Is it the right investment for you? Is it the right opportunity for you? And, and like Jason said, us knowing more about what you're looking for, as we're out in the marketplace looking at opportunities, we can have that mind of our investors in the back of our heads knowing, yes, I've got investors that are specifically looking for this type of property. So calling us sooner rather than seeing a project that we actually have going helps us really have your best interest in heart as we're both looking for and negotiating properties out there. So Jason, I know you're a busy guy and I appreciate you jumping on. So what are some final words of wisdom for anyone considering? I know, uh, We've, we've got some that have maybe been thinking about it for a while and, and you know, with things going on in the marketplace and what's going on in the news, they might be a little bit cautious, but what were those words of wisdom or tips that you would give for anyone out there that's kind of on the fence?
1: We, you know, you hear it a lot that, hey, I'm just, I'm waiting for the right time, right? However, what we find is that we're never ideally understanding when that right time is, right? Because if the market's going down, there's the fear out there, right? There's the fear monger out there saying, oh, this is the right time. However, then it quickly goes back up right? And you missed that point. So if you're constantly thinking about the timeline of, okay, when is this going to be right? We're going to get that right. You know, we we try a hundred times, we might get the one time at the other point. But the thing that sets apart here is that when is a good time to invest? It's it's now. It's always been now. So if you're thinking about investing real estate, there's always great times, right? The market has sustained. And if you look at multifamily over a 10-year horizon, it is outperformed. Most uh, asset classes performed at 12%. And over a 10 year horizon. So, if you look at that in the form, and that's a rolling 10 years, right, going back for decades. So, if you look at multifamily, it has so many different safety nets to allow your investment to really be, uh, to really succeed. So, when you think about it, what's stopping you, right? If you put this in, you have, you have a horizon here that, that you're in for a long term horizon to create generational wealth. This is a great way to get started. Have conversations so you can learn more, be educated, and understand all the opportunities that are in front of you.
0: Yeah, you you guys have said that quote several times that time in the market beats timing in the market. And I think a lot of be- people get caught up in what's the right timing and should I jump in or jump out? But just having that more of a crock pot mentality of get in, let it continue to cook and bake and sure. have that time in the market. Sure. There are advantages of timing in the market, but none of us can see what the future is. And so take that first step today. If you're uh, cautious or considering, we want to help be the guide for you to guide you through that process and help you feel comfortable each step of the way. But take the step today because time in the market, as Jason says, beats timing in the market every single time.
1: Every single time. And it's it's true to nature right there. If you can get yourself active in investing, Typically, if you are if you do not panic and sell, and that's a good thing about real estate is it's not a liquid investment. Like many times we find ourselves selling in the stock market when it's not the right time, right? Oh, the market got crushed and we take it out. And then if we look back and I said, man, if we just didn't take that money out you know, two years ago, where would that money be today, right? I'm sure countless people on this call are, are saying that same thing because we've all done it, right? However, if you look at yourself and something that can have many different ways to return the money here and has a long-term horizon, it gives you a great opportunity to put yourself in a great financial position for the future.
0: Jason, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you jumping on the call today. For any of you guys in the Middle Tennessee area, if you know where Middle Tennessee State University is, Urusi Holdings is not far from there. You can see their sign as you drive close by Middle Tennessee State, close to the basketball stadium. And you can go in there and meet Jason and check him out. Good guy, good team, doing a lot of property management, great things in this area take in properties that might have been neglected or um, and bringing them up. So it's improving our community. And that's another aspect about that that I love as well is that having intentionality and purpose with these properties, increasing their value is something I love to see. And I've seen several of the properties that Jason um, Jason and Peeley owns in the area and, and how beautiful they've become. And it gives me pride in where I live. So I'm excited, excited that you jumped on the call today, man, and shared your wisdom with us. And I appreciate it.
1: Keep doing the awesome things, right? The one thing you're doing is taking action, right? And that sets us apart from so many because action trumps anything else, right? So we take action, we learn, we're continuing to learn, we're continuing to grow. We're excited about what you're doing here with the podcast. Congrats on getting the podcast out the door. It's going to help so many people learn more about the opportunity to invest in multifamily. Well done.
0: Awesome. Thank you, man. Tell Peely and the kids we said hi. Hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today for the Legacy Investment Team Podcast. If there are subjects you'd like to hear us talk about in the future, please send us an email at podcast at legacyinvestmentteam.com and check out our website at legacyinvestmentteam.com. We hope you'll join us again in the future.